Welcome to the Busy Being Born podcast with your hosts Kamande and Kigondu. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, welcome to the Busy Being Born podcast. Um, I'm one half of your hosts, Kamande. And I'm the other half, Kigondo Martin. This is the first episode and I'm quite excited about it. Ah, um, it's been a long time coming. Eh? Hey, hey, it's been a minute. We've been planning this for okay, all of six months, but still, yeah. Um, and I think we'll go into this, my background, I've wanted to do a podcast for the longest period yeah. of time. Yeah. Um, tell you what, um, three... Two years ago, yeah. I started a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was called the Prime New State Podcast. Uh-huh. Prime New State, P-Y-S. Uh-huh. Um, so nice acro- acronym. Um, I interviewed three people. Eh? Um, one was, um, actually all of them are very good friends of mine in different yeah. fields. Yeah. One was Dex, um, a very vocal guy online. Uh, big up Dex. Um, we went to school with him. Actually, I always say that I know Dex. Um, you know, those guys you, who you've known longer than your own family. Yeah? Okay. Because we went to primary school together from class five, uh-huh. then went hey. to high school together, then went to uni together, then went to post-grad together. Uh-huh. So we, we spent what? Um, how, how long is it from class five to class eight? That's five, six. I'm a mathematician and yeah. I'm already. Um, how That's long so that? four years. Four years, actually, yeah. Five, yeah, four years, and then another four years in, in, in high school, yeah. another four years in undergrad, and another yeah. two years in postgrad. Yeah. And we were really, really close friends. That's almost um, that a dozen years. years. Automatically. So yeah. we, we had a lot to speak about. Yeah. Um, and he, he's very, uh, he's very opinionated. Um, so, yeah, mm. kind of out, out of context. Then the second one was my, another close friend of mine, uh, one of the most brilliant people I know. Um, his name is Byron. Mm-hmm. So Byron is the CTO and co-founder of a company called Chura. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've heard of it. They uh-huh. do money transfers between. So if, if, for instance, you have a lot of Safaricom, this is how they started out. Yeah. So if you have a lot of um, airtime on Safaricom yeah. and you want to change it to maybe Telcom or Airtel, that's a brilliant that. idea. Uh-huh. Or um, if you have airtime that you want to send out to your field guys, for instance. Yeah. Uh, imagine you going to your M-Pesa yeah. mobile money and yeah. then, you know, typing each one of those numbers, each yeah. of those numbers out. That's a hassle. Yeah. So they simplify that by um, giving you the ability to mass disperse airtime. Yeah. So if you have a company where you have a lot of field guys, yeah. then you can easily send them 50 bucks. That's a, a day, smart idea. Right? Um, yeah. So the company is called Sure. I think that now they, they're also adding products on top of that. They're doing a virtual card, um, which we'll go into right now. Yeah. Um, brilliant guy. Yeah. Um, started out as... Um, industry in industrial chemistry, and then ended up becoming an engineer. One of the Clearly. most bloody uh, brilliant engineers I know. Yeah. Software engineers I know. Then I think the last episode, which I don't even think I released, uh, <laughs> interestingly, was with, with a friend of mine called uh, Sam Floy. Mm-hmm. Sam Floy also ran a podcast at the time um, in Kenya, and he's still doing that. He's very passionate about podcasting, and he's yeah. actually the one who introduced me into some of the basics of doing that. Um, he's right now in um, who is this? This is Sam Floy. Ah, Floyd. okay, Denver. okay. Yeah, yeah. So he ran a podcast called the East Africa Business Podcast, mm. where he was interviewing CEOs and uh, people in technology around how they're running businesses, especially people who are solving some very interesting and um, unconventional problems yeah. within Africa, yeah. East Africa in general. Um, yeah, so that was my third guest. I, I, don't, I don't think I, I, I was able to release that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I guess the long and short is I've, I've had... Uh, the will and passion and the drive to do a podcast for the longest period of time. Yeah. So yeah, this is how 
I, I got into this. Ah, man, at least you have some experience in this. Um, I haven't done much podcasting. Mm -hmm. Most of the podcasting I've done is listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's a close yeah. But I used to, I, I hosted a show on KBC. People, uh, you uh, did. I did. And we also did three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> also did three. It yeah. used to be called, uh, ah, yeah, yeah, should I say this? Uh, Mizizi, you remember Mizizi when we were growing up? Mizizi, yeah. So yes, it wasn't um, that Mizizi. So it wasn't that Mizizi. Yeah. Uh, this was an Mizizi idea. Two they had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more or less. Mm. It never really came out. We also did three episodes. Mm. Two were complete. The mm. third one was never complete, mm. and it was a ripoff of. Mm. Uh, uh, I won't, I won't, I won't plug them in. But a uh, um, stand-up show we mm -hmm. have here. Yeah. So it was the whole idea of get comedians to come on stage, mm -hmm. but also interview politicians mm -hmm. and musicians. And I did, yeah, two, three episodes. Um, Were they ever aired? No, they weren't. That's the thing. That's the thing. The <laughs> producer was changed. Mm -hmm. The the guy who connected me, like he, he passed on. Like big up Harry. Um, life, you know, it was life. So good times, good times. So that was an interesting one. Uh, I've seen all the comedians we sort of plugged mm. for the platform, mm. sort of become bigger oh. on other stages. Mm. But uh, the host is still here, so I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has now. Mm. He now has a, pl a platform to to share his experiences. So here we are, busy being born. Busy being born. Hey, let's see how this goes. What, what, what did you feel about the idea around the title? I don't know, man. It's, it's an interesting one because, um, and, and the reason actually, this was your idea about the name of the podcast mm. uh, after going back and forth. Um, the, the whole idea of busy being born resonates quite well with me because if I think about my life over the last maybe, you know, five, six years, mm. there's been a lot of changes. Um, I've evolved a lot. Mm. Uh, I've, I've been here. I've been here, so I've seen that. Yes, I've, I've evolved a lot. <laughs> I've, I've learned and had to unlearn a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and, and then I've also gotten familiar and comfortable with the idea of it's okay for me to go up one hill, mm. come down, and then go up another hill. Mm. Right? It's it's it, you know it's it's an an integral part of life. Yeah. Um, and, and so every day I'm learning something new. I'm constantly getting knowledge that um, sometimes changes my existing conditioned knowledge mm. or what I believe in. Um, also, as I, I as I go through life, I realize um, that if if I don't do that constantly, yeah, um, as a, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, I have to update my software constantly, right? Yeah. And this is using either very old philosophies, like you know things like stoicism, for instance, mm. that I came about maybe two years ago. Mm. Um, taking care of my body as well. Mm. Um, for the longest period of time, you know, we grew up in this part of Africa. You know, not really being very keen on what we eat, mm. especially if you come from. And sorry to say this, if you come from the central part of the of Kenya, mm. right? Um, and so as I grow and I get into my thirties, I realize, oh shit, I used to take be, uh, you know better care of my body. Mm. A story I always tell is I used to be a rugby player, yeah, right. And then at some point, um, I got an injury when I I, I joined uni, uh, gave up playing rugby. But then I'm still a huge fan of rugby. Yeah. Um, and then what happened is, um, I have very bad metabolism. Right. Okay. Um, so the moment I stopped being active, yeah. I gained a bunch of weight, man. Yeah. And you remember this? Yeah, I right? remember this. Um, this was before you started dancing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah before I started, that's another story. <laughs> uh, and so I gained a bunch of weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was quite unhealthy. Yeah. But then I didn't know until at some point, you know, it it resulted into other things, mm. you know, like allergies and mm. uh, me being very ineffective and constantly always I'm feeling um, the fatigue mm. um, in the middle of the day. Um, and, and it was just compounding, and eventually it would have been 
it will become really bad. Yeah. And then part of me being born was realizing, oh shit, this is not good for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I need to take better care of myself. And so, you know, started working out and, you know, finding resources for um, how I become better mm. in terms of managing my body and mm. my energy and all that. So also being born in that process of, you know, taking better care of my health. Yeah. And understanding that if, for instance, if I don't have health, then I don't have anything else. Yeah. Right? Um, that's one. In my career as well, um, multiple iterations, as we call them, in technology. Yeah. Um, constantly figuring out what you're good at, uh, and and focusing on your strengths, and then you know, compounding on that. Yeah. Compounding on that constantly. Um, yeah. And and also a lot of knowledge. I, I work in the field where. Um, there's a lot of new knowledge coming in. So for, uh, I, I'm a data scientist. That, that's my day job, yeah. eight to five. Um, and I'm in technology. So there's a lot of new technology coming in every single day, man. Yeah. Like, um, I'd say there maybe tens of thousands of papers published every year mm. with new technology, um, especially in the advent of machine learning and data science. And so I have to constantly update myself. But also in the process of updating myself, I also have to be very clear on, I don't spend too much time in an information ingestion paralysis. Because there's so much information. So yeah. I have to be very selective in terms of this is the paper I read and this is what technology I want to adopt in the business I work in. Yeah. Right? Um, so it's, it's evolutionary in every single way, but it has to be very, uh, what's the word, very deliberate. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, busy being born resonates Worked very well. For you. Yeah? Uh, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it, um, it makes a lot of I'm sense. I've gone into too many tangents. No, it makes a lot of sense okay. because what I've had is uh, consistently being... Uh, more or less that consistency, consistency, willing to mm -hmm. to grow, to learn, mm -hmm. to unlearn, yeah. which is more or less the same for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and in all aspects, honestly, from um, from a, a, from my personal life, uh, there's a lot that has changed between who I was mm -hmm. ten years ago. Mm -hmm. So this is early twenties to who I am right now. Um, uh, ten years ago, five years ago, mm -hmm. career-wise, uh, your background is techie mine is more of the performing arts mm -hmm. that's how actually we met you remember yeah we met. <laughs> ah, man. Yeah. that's how we met uh proper so, uh, hey, yeah. hey, <laughs> <laughs> so there was that performing arts um and and i'm still here but in different different uh, at a different place i've seen you evolve man yeah yeah, yeah. pole pole to yani that's how we've been going um and here we are Family-wise, not much has changed. That's, <laughs> well, and that's another thing, actually. Yeah. Me, yeah. <laughs> Family. Yes. Yeah. For you, the last five, six years have been yeah. very interesting to a watch. A lot of milestones. Yeah. 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 Big up on that. Yeah. I had a conversation with an older guy in the middle of this week, mm -hmm. and they were telling me the thing about life is you get to different levels, and you understand you have to do things mm -hmm. around where you are. And if you sleep on that then probably the rest of your life in a way has been it's a ripple effect absolutely yeah, 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 everywhere yeah. so and, and there are two ways of looking at it mm -hmm. it could be this is the way things should go but as an artist i keep questioning things so of course that'd be the part of me thinking well this is what everyone else has done do i have to go in that direction yeah yeah, yeah? We, we've had <laughs> we've had this conversation yeah, before yeah, eh? yeah. <laughs> about culture and, and the importance exactly. of the african culture in our context right? yeah okay but please go on. and uh, no uh, we could also match this with the title again mm -hmm. uh, it's even for the people and for our people constantly wanting to unlearn things they've been taught. So, for instance, uh, yesterday I went to the bank mm -hmm. and I haven't been busy. My account hasn't been busy for six, seven months. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they shut it down thanks to Corona. Mm -hmm. So, I had to like rework the papers. Nini nini, and uh, one of the questions they had there was what your religion is. And for me, 
uh, it was slightly weird because who the heck cares what my religion is? Yeah, why does it matter? Why does it matter? Yeah, yeah. Yet this is this is who we are as a, 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 as a country, as mm. a people. Yeah. We care about such things and it's about money. So it doesn't really matter where or who or how I worship. All that matters is I'm a human being and I can give you money, just put it in my account. And that's all you have to do. So I'm, I'm <laughs> mentioning this because, again, it's speaking about who we are and the culture that we are in. Yeah, we need to constantly want to question things, constantly want to grow, constantly want to evolve mm -hmm. in a sort of way. And coming back to me and my relation to the, to the um, title of the podcast, mm -hmm. it's more or less what you just said, wanting to constantly become better, to grow and to understand life. At times you take a step mm -hmm. forward, mm -hmm. at times you take a step back, and uh, here we are. Yeah, I think the other thing is, um, around this podcast, and, and we'll speak about our motivation for doing it. You know, partly there's a personal motivation of us mm. wanting to have these conversations. Uh, but also I think um, for me in exploring um, what you'd call maybe um, motivational. You know, you used to think of this word in a very bad, mm. you have a very bad connotation back in the day. Maybe it still has to in a lot of quarters, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but there's, there's a name for it. Um, I'll talk about it when, when it comes to mind. Yeah. Anyway, but, but it's pretty much about self-improvement, right? Yeah. Um, in me exploring different um, content, material, uh, it, it's been very scarce in, in, in terms of African-focused mm. content, right? Mm. Um, so, you know, you and I listen to a lot of podcasts, mm. right? You listen to a lot of Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss, for sure. Drive with Peter Atia. I yeah. plug them all in, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of them, um, which have been very helpful um, in me staying on course in terms of what I want to do in my life and also constantly updating my software, if you may. Mm. Right? I learn a lot of things um, from this podcast. And, and so uh, I've not had access to any African podcast yeah. that would you know, match both the improvement as mm. well as the cultural context. Yeah. You know, I think that's very important for me as well. Mm. Right? You know, as a Kikuyu, as a Kenyan, as an African, as, as you go through, uh, up that hierarchy, mm. it's very important. Mm. Right? Uh, so um, where, where can you find content that resonates both to me as a Kenyan, as an African, but at the same time it you know, keeps me on this tangent of continuously improving yeah. myself and growing. Um, so in, in trying to find that, I was like, okay, um, how many people like me are out there? There mm. are many. I have a lot of friends who are constantly seeking improvement, but they don't have such resources. Um, so because I, part of me still um, is very keen on um, you know, speaking about these things and exploring and constantly doing research and talking about it, why not do it? Mm. You know, why not be that platform that provides such content to people? Exactly. And that's why we're here. Yeah. That, that's actually, that's another reason of why uh, we're doing this. We're yeah. 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 So the lack of access to, uh, you know, good content that yeah. resonates yeah. with the African context. Um, that's the other reason we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so let's see how it goes. Uh, speaking of other guys who are doing podcasts around here, uh, Maze, like you remember, it's a plug, but good for them. Nini Wasera and who was it? Kaz. Yeah, Kaz yeah that was a good, good podcast. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Um, very focused. Yeah, and they did a number of shows. Yeah, for yeah. Them, Maze. yeah. <laughs> um, I think I, back then I used to download episodes from yeah. SoundCloud. I think that there's a feature of SoundCloud where you can download a podcast. Yeah. So I used to download it and then. Yeah, really yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> Good time. <laughs> Different but, topic altogether. Yeah, but uh, I, mean, uh, I, I just love the level of... Um, they had the guts. They had the guts, man. No guts, yeah. no glory, yeah. Maze. Too liberal. Yeah, and, too I, liberal. I, and that's who we should be as a people. We should now evolve to the place where we can let let anyone speak about anything, more or less. Yeah. Um, so, 
speaking of Dini Wasera, the thing I'm watching right now, mm. Sense8. Do you ever watch Sense8? I, I watched a couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, to, to be very honest, uh-huh. the last couple of years have been very off. You know, off in terms of content consumption. Yeah. For some reason, maybe. Yeah. No, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. But the reason I bring that up is because uh, I guess more or less what we're doing with the podcast is trying to find a way to represent who we are as yeah. a people, who we are as a culture, who we are as young men in Africa, Africa. in twenty twenty going yes. on, yeah. and guys who are sort of they understand the place of religion in our society, they understand the p- place of ambition in our society, but are also ready to step aside and observe it as people who are also not within that system. Mm. Yeah, um, and the reason. I mentioned Sense8 is because I, I really liked what they did. Mm. I really liked the whole aspect of doing a sci-fi thriller kind of dramatic show uh, from the performing arts. Of course, I'd know like everyone in the show. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I'd call my people out. Hey, nani, nani. This thing. I swear, man. Hey, good job. Yeah. Good job on yeah. this. But what I felt, because the whole idea is eight people who are, uh, are sort of connected. Mm-hmm. Um, they are like a, a different level of a human being, almost a different a different species of a human being, and how our species is trying to um, uh, cut them off, mm-hmm. bring them down, etc., etc., learn from them, steal from them. But the problem I had with the TV show was how they represented the African guy. So the guy who lives in Kibera mm-hmm. was not a Kenyan actor. Yeah, that was an English actor, and there were two different guys. Yeah. There was a, the guy they did for season one, and the guy they did for season two. So the character, the the, the person who played that character changed. Yes, yes. Okay. But they should have given a Kenyan actor. Unajua? They yeah. should have given a, a Nairobian actor, and we have really good guys. I liked that they got guys from Nairobi Half Life and Katikati and all these other shows, which I also have lots of opinions on as a <laughs> practitioner. I really like what they've done, mm. but I still feel we need to be on hands with the things that we are putting out as this is what we this is our arts as nairobians this is uh, our arts as africans this and is nairobi this is kenya this, this is, is nairobi africa. this is yeah. how we speak yeah. art from africa exactly yeah. Yeah. and and yeah. who we are as a people is a lot of things like in the music industry they are looking for the kenyan sound more or less i feel we sort of had it we have it in a way and the gangetons coming out mm. the, the the shrap coming out mm. all these are different ways to book, there you are yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sheng yeah. this is our culture but maybe that's who we are as nairobians people yeah. who uh, peak from everywhere mm. we are sort of positioned in a place where we are we are more of everything else than we are more of ourselves. So, for instance... The authenticity. There you are. Yeah. And maybe there's nothing bad with that. We are speaking a lot of English here. Yeah? If, if no, was, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's because that's our audience. We know there are more English speakers or there are more people who understand English in Africa yeah. and the rest of the world than the people who would understand Kiswahili or the people who would understand the type the of Sheng that yeah. we, even the people close to us can't speak the Sheng. My, my wife is speak. always baffled whenever I say some some certain words because I'm, I'm maybe a bit of a detour. Yeah. I'm very keen on the languages of Kenya. Like yeah. I'm, I'm really, really attached to wanting to understand the evolution of Sheng and Kikuyu as well. Yeah. Um, so I'll talk to a lot of people and pick up different um, words for different things. Um, so, you know, for instance, I'll come home and say, hey, honey, and I would get that. You'd get that, right? Yeah. Like, what's that? Yeah, and, and then I'd, you know, I'd say something like, no, I'm, I have um, 
a, a one and a half year old son. Yeah. Who you happen to be the godfather. Hey. Um, yeah, that's good. Big up KK. Th- th- thanks for doing that. Hey, anytime, uh, man. And, and you know, one of the things I've taught him in the, in the recent days is, you know, Ngumimbogze. <laughs> so Ngumimbogze came from Mugigenja, right? Or Bisha, where you just, you know, it's two fist bumps. Eh? Yeah. And he knows it. Yeah. You know, like he knows high five and he knows all those other, you know, <laughs> normal things in quotes. Yeah. But he also knows what? Ngumimbogze. <laughs> and my wife is like, Hey, 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 yeah, what is that? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so all this is just to say this is who we are and we'd like to explore more of who we are yeah. and we'd like to hear people sharing or uh, more of our people yeah, true, true. sharing and at least if they're not, we'd like to be that platform for them. Um, speaking of sensate, and, and mm. this is a bit of um, detour, mm. I, I saw one of those scenes where that was, was shot at um, Globe. Overpass, yeah, the Globe Overpass, yeah, right? Yeah. How, how, does that, how, how does that happen? And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's, yeah. um, who's curious. Hey. I'm sure a lot of the guys will be listening will be very curious Interested about how they, they shoot such okay. a scene. Okay, this is so interesting that you ask that. And the reason I, 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 I say this is because uh, the people who sort of choose to mm. ask me to speak on things like that, mm. Uh, should be aware that I could go on for hours talking about that, but just for that particular <laughs> one, this please is, just keep it limited to that one. This was Netflix, uh-huh. yeah. It, it was a Netflix budget, mm-hmm. and around here, and like with every other thing, if you you have deep pockets, you mm-hmm. can do anything. I'm not saying Kenyan guys wouldn't have done that, mm-hmm. but these are the guys, the guys behind Netflix that. pockets are quite deep. Yes, they're quite yeah, deep, yeah, yeah. So they had the 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 uh, what's the word? The privilege mm-hmm. of shutting down the globe and retracting the the, 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 the the way guys are coming into town. And I remember this was August two, three, four, five years ago. And I remember they, they told us... Okay, first of all, that's a, uh-huh. a really long time span. Eh? Time yeah, okay. Two, three, four, five years okay, ago. Okay, five years ago. Five years ago. Uh, okay, okay. We, are, we are in 2020, yeah. so more or less this was five, four, five years ago. Okay, so, so what 20, they did... 15, 16 era. Yes. Uh-huh. They made a call out for guys to come out with their motis, with their cars, and you'd get paid for a certain amount to just be in the jam. Yeah. Uh, the crowd as well. Then so they, they, they shut it down. They shut down the entire they globe around about yes. area. So this is getting security, yeah. getting guys to be at the at the ends. And yeah, so on the other side of Ngara, there is no who. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Traffic was retracted to yeah. other sides. Yeah. And it was on a weekend, so it's probably a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the only time the Nairobi, because Nairobi traffic is Yeah, insane. you can't do this on uh, Monday. Uh, so yeah. there you have it. But of course they'd rehearsed it before. Yeah. They had stunt people. Wow. So in fact, one of the lead characters there now specializes in just being a stunt guy. I think yeah. he learned a lot. We have stunt men in Kenya. We have not so many, yeah. but at least from that particular project mm. stemmed a new recognition for the need for stunt people, yeah, stunt okay. doubles, yeah, yeah, yeah. and many other scenes. In fact, even the... The naughtier scenes, mm-hmm. I understand, had stunt actors. Mm-hmm. So come in place and do your thing and get paid for that. But this was big money. This mm-hmm. was, and I wish, I hope we get the chance to do more of this. There's a new this. Netflix, a Kenyan film coming up on Netflix, right? Pocha, yes. Pocha, yeah. Pocha. Is, is it the same idea around Sense8? No, it's more or less, as the title goes, mm-hmm. it's more or less. Um, so, from the little that I know, mm-hmm. that was not, they didn't make it for Netflix. Mm-hmm. As you know, mm-hmm. Netflix is a platform that buys that buys uh, material that is content. being created, mm-hmm. uh, content, mm-hmm. that's a better word. And so they didn't make it for Netflix, but it happened that by the time they were done, mm-hmm. 
Netflix was here and Netflix is at a place where they want more content from this Africa, side of because yeah. I feel Hollywood stories are done. No wonder we're having <laughs> two stories. That, that's a very hot dick. Uh, uh, no, but... Go ahead. I mean, that's why we're here. <laughs> that's why we're here. That's why we're here. I will yeah. only, the, the Hollywood structure of storytelling mm. is more or less done. So we need more. No wonder now we have Koreans taking best film mm-hmm. uh, at the Oscars, etc. I feel that is a political statement, but either way, as film consumers out here, we feel other parts of the world have stories to tell. Mm. Asians out here with stories. Mm. Eh? Eh, Africans, Africans, African filmmaking is not just Nollywood. South Africans are out there doing their things. Yeah, yeah. Kenyans are There's out here. There's been great movies from South Africa on Netflix as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> guys are doing things mm. out here. And Kenya, uh, I, I can tell you this for a fact. Maybe the amount of content we are putting out is not as much as compared to everyone else in Africa, mm. or at least three, four, five other countries. But I promise you it is of better quality and it's only a matter of time. Give mm. us two years, this conversation will be different in terms of how the world will be viewing us mm. as content creators, at, as artists, etc., etc. But more or less, just bringing back to this first episode, this is here, this is what we are here for, to be a platform to share all these things, our arts, our culture, our thoughts on business. Data science from everything. Africa, technology exactly. from Africa. Yeah. Um, so that's the other thing on, on the technology side as well. Let's um, segue into that. What 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 sort of guests in that realm would you want to interview going forward? Yeah, of course. Uh, so between you and I, yeah. and, and everyone who pretty much going to listen to this, um, our listeners out there, I, I keep a list of the people I, I look up to. Yeah. So this is especially... Um, so starting from like the technology, especially mm. in Africa, um, and in and, and in this part of the world, um, there are a couple of guys that really want to talk to about mm. how they got here. And there are so many stories out there. They, they you know they've done you know videos on YouTube, but I think that this is a platform that would enable us to like really really dig deep into how they made it. Mm. Um, so in technology, for instance, um, you have a, a, a brilliant guy I know. His name is Ken Joroge. Ken Joroge is the founder and CEO of Zealand. Yeah. Okay. Hey, big, big up, sir. Yeah. So <laughs> he's a really, really great guy. Uh-huh. And then he tells his story about how he started building out the payments technology for Africa maybe 16 or so years ago. Mm. And he's, he, he, he just goes to inspire everyone who's in this field that it can actually be done in Africa. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, and, and then, of course, I'm, I'm quite uh, biased towards the some of the people I work with, yeah. Um, you know, we have you know one of the guys called Luis Majanja. Luis Majanja is um, the co-founder of a company called Ajua that I happen to work for. Okay, he has all kinds of stories because he's, awesome. he's been in technology for so long. Um, he's done so many brilliant things. But then also outside of technology, um, there are people I also you know really admire and yeah. want to know how they you know they became successful um, and what 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 things they do, the habits, uh, you know, what keeps them. Uh, performing optimally at that level, mm. you know, kind of like Giuliani that you and I share in common, right? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I listened to one of his interviews on um, cleaning the ears, <laughs> and he had, he had a lot of gems. And I'm like, okay, um, this this is an in, a very good interview, but mm. it's mostly geared towards um, you know his journey, his career. But yeah, then, you know, I don't know what makes him tick. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, are there any rituals, any habits? Mm. Um, uh, you know, how does he keep energized? Have you seen his performances, for instance, right? Yeah, like yeah. How, how does he maintain that level of energy? Yeah. And even importantly, you and I are very spiritual people, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So, you know, we are, we are young men in Africa where, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, and, and from a global point of view, we're becoming very, we're getting into this idea of humanism, yeah, right? 
um, and, and, and so th there's been a lot of challenges, mm. you know, remaining very, very spiritual mm. um, in this day and age, especially in the digital era. Maybe it, it's a, it, it, it might hit Africa a bit later. Yeah. But if you look at the Western world, then it's already there. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, you know, wanting to connect with people who have this very good level of spiritualism yeah. and, and they're not shy yeah. of talking about it. And you can see that it's a, it's a key um, driver and component of who they are. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a guy like Giuliani, also, yeah, uh, you're kind of you know, eh, right? eh, eh. Um, so, so, for guys who wouldn't know, uh, Juakali Giuliani. Giuliani, I mean, eh, okay, I had Juakali in mind. Giuliani, uh, comes from a deep hip hop, uh, Matare, no, Dandora, Mau, Dandora, Dandora, Dandora. Yeah. okay, Mau Mau. ah, yeah, Mau Mau, of yeah. course, of course, yeah. Kazi I, I watched that video not too long ago, mm. and he didn't even have dreads, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I, I sort of jumped on that. Uh, Giuliani has background in um, Christian rap, but at some point he said, don't, don't really cover me as that. I'm not a Christian rapper. I just happen to be a believer who also sort of raps. Yes. So, it's more or less conscious rap, more yeah. or less conscious yeah. rap. Yeah. So that's and addressing also a lot of society Check issues. Him out. Yeah. Right? So, he, he's been able to get to this point where you know, you being a believer is not just about, you know, believing in God and Christ. It's mm. also about influencing society. Mm. And you calling out when things are not going well. Yeah. Um, so he's involved ah, heavily yeah. in, in doing things to help and transform this country. Yeah. And he talks a lot about it and he's not afraid to yeah. use his platform to address all these this. things that ail our society. Oh, and that's a different topic altogether. Altogether. Um, we can have a whole episode. <laughs> just you and I You can see the excitement ah, in my eyes. No, let's not even go there. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we, I, I think let's, let's try and keep it a bit happy to <laughs> because if you start talking about Kenya as a country, how it's yeah. and all the things that um, yeah. kind of limit us from um, you know getting to where we want to be, because you yeah. can, to be very honest, Mato, um, I, I think that we can do a lot of things you and I personally mm. Mm. To try and uh, you know become successful, yeah, right? Whatever you define that success, success as, right? yeah. you in, um, and you know, getting to that point where you know you're content and you're able to feed your family, mm. be happy. Uh, get some fulfillment. Yeah. But also, you, you have to, you know, someone once said that uh, if you, if one of the main elements where luck is very important mm. is where you're born. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a variable um, you cannot control. This is true. Right? So there, there are a lot of things in Kenya, in yeah. Africa, based on, uh, you know, governance and how the country is run. Mm. Uh, so, for instance, if you're building a Culture. technology company, yeah. You know, there are a lot of things that you have to interact with the government on, mm. right? Um, so if corruption is something that you have to deal with, yeah. then, you know, that really, really limits the, uh, you know, your trajectory. This is true. That's why I don't want to talk to guys like Njoroge, how yeah. have they maneuvered through that to yeah. build a successful technology business from Africa? Yeah. And they ask as well. Yeah. I'm sure those challenges are there every single day. This week, we just saw the, 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 the whole MCSK debacle, mm. right? Mm. Where, you know, artists have put in work for you know, for a whole year, yes, they've, yeah. they've you know, produced content. The amount of money they're getting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, those, those, those are challenges that we have to um, really, really grapple with. And this comes background yeah. to the importance of having such conversations on such a podcast mm. because they take into context what is happening in Africa, mm. in this country. So, mm. you know, it's not just speaking about, you know, how you as Mato, yeah. you accelerate your growth and all the performance habits that you do and motivating people. Yeah. It's also in the context of the hardships that yeah. you have to endure. This is true. Right? That's very, very important. Yeah. You can't speak, you know, 
we are not a, an America. You know, they have their own challenges. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, you know, maybe the government in certain spheres yeah. uh, does not have as much control or maybe yeah. even the systems are much better yeah. to be able to um, kind of, uh, what's the word? insulate them. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Europe as well. But in Africa, you know, it's different. It's oh, very different. And even another way to look at it is they've, they've, they've been here before. Mm -hmm. It's only that we are we are here slightly later, so they've been over the... Of course, the corruption was there and is still there, but their systems are grown enough to have moved the corruption to different levels. Yeah, yeah. Us guys are still on like the <laughs> basic levels of corruption. Mm -hmm. And like you said, if we jump into that, then it will become a very dark first episode. Mm -hmm. And we sort of want to keep it very, yeah. very open to light, you know, yeah, yeah. to a lot of sunshine. Mm -hmm. um, so so um, you asked me about, I, I mentioned three names. Yeah. I think I could, I could talk about many more. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people I don't want to have a conversation with. Mm. Uh, but I just mentioned three. Um, you? Um, I, well, I could start with where you just left off. Um, Giuliani happens to be one of a few artists in Kenya who sort of got a, a, a cult following around not only their career, but around a particular song they did. Yeah. And very few artists have been able to do that, to have a song that sort of becomes an anthem for strikes and etc, etc. Yep. And I feel the other artist who sort of was the first, he wasn't maybe the first at doing that, but for at least my generation was the guy who first had a, a song that was so big that no matter where you're from... Do you mind telling guys which song this er, is? Uh, well, which Giuliani song? Yeah, yeah. Um, Nikonja, yeah. that song, yeah, everyone true. sings it. Yeah, everyone sings it. Everyone sings it. Even like when politicians, <laughs> yeah. well, they don't sing it, mm. but that's when, the song. When they're trying to look like they're, they're one of us. Wakokwa yeah. <laughs> 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 ground, eh? Oh, ground, this is it. This is true. And the only other guy who I feel got not only one song, but actually a couple of songs was Eric Wainaina. Wainaina. Yeah, yeah. True. And this is a guy I would love to to have a conversation ah, with. Yeah. And just to, just to do a plug, um, uh, I got consulted for some of the projects they are doing uh, going forward. So mm -hmm. big up um, hit, uh, NBO, mm -hmm. uh, MTI, that's uh, sort of Nairobi musical. Well, they're focusing on musicals that are originally African. Yeah. So I got consulted at the beginning oh. of the year mm -hmm. yeah, uh, on some of their stories, gave my opinions, uh, did a reading even with some of the actors and had a conversation with this guy and he's very chilled and he's very... Hey, we should do this again next time. So yeah, I'm hoping yeah. next time. I also like the fact that he's he's maybe a generation ahead of us. Yes. Um, and then now we're connected. So he's able to, you know, take stories and his experiences from oh, man. the previous regime yeah. to now. Yeah. Um and, and you know how he's been able to you know, withstand all that yeah. and still prosper. Oh man, and still feel so young. Because I have a feeling he's so fresh, huh? Yeah. And so fresh. Yeah. He's close. I think he's well, pretty close to 50 than he is to 30, if Sorry. he's not there already. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, I think it's stuff that is out there in the public domain. Mm. So, Akunashida uh, and with men, it's not that weird mm. uh, uh, mentioning our ages. All I'm saying is mad salute to people like him who uh, are still in line and in vibe with what is going on uh, on the ground uh, and still being out there trying to say this is where we'd like to go mm -hmm. this is 
who we can be. This is how you can dream. Um, so speaking of dreaming, another person I'd also love on the platform, uh, just to plug in a, a lady, but also a lady who's Kenyan and is out there doing her thing. Of course, Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, like, yes. that would be dope. That would be dope. That would be dope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine, uh, big up Sam Soko, mm -hmm. just uh, uh, got some awards on awards on awards on his uh, latest work. His latest work is uh, a documentary focusing on Boniface Mwangi. Mm. Yeah, so he just won. Yeah, and what's the name of that documentary? I can't remember. But did it already premiere? Yes, it did. Okay. Yes, it did, and it's already won a couple of things. And oh. I think it premiered at. Um, Whatever, if I start remembering all these things right now, uh, we'll go on for a while. So all I'm saying is, I met this guy and we'd worked with him at the Phoenix Players. Mm. So he's one of the guys who opened the doors for me. I was a stage manager at first under him and a good friend of mine. But after all these awards, he's still the same guy. But it was different for me because sitting across him, I couldn't speak. Because I was dumbfounded, like, <laughs> you guy, you're out there doing your thing. Yeah. Eh? Like, who shall make it? Yeah. You know, you made it out there and look at you. And the reason I mention him is because I'm imagining interviewing Lupita. I'd probably, you'd probably do most of her uh, talking because I'd yeah. just be looking at her and yeah. thinking, ah, look yeah. at you, yeah. Yeah. you're yeah. out there doing it. Yeah. Eh? Hollywood. Yeah. 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 And yeah. not to say Hollywood. I'm obviously less abstract than you are. Clearly, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I can see it from your face. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If, would there be anyone who'd come on the podcast and I'm like, ah, man, yeah. I can't even I have to write my questions down. Uh -huh. and, Is you know, Bitange Ndemo your guy? No, I've met. I've worked oh, a lot with have. Bitange Ndemo. Oh, okay, that's I mean, what I'm Actually, another guy I'd love, yeah. to, uh, I'd love to have on the podcast. He's, he's extremely inspirational. He's been um, very instrumental in helping uh, startups in Kenya. Mm. Um, he, and, and he's a a lot of the successes we have in Kenya right now, especially around M-Pesa, yeah. um, and actually, internet. The internet, yeah. can be achieved. Our internet is better than a lot of people around the yes, world, isn't it? That's absolutely right. That's what's um, You know, for full disclosure, he is an advisor to the company I work for. Hey, big up, So I've managed to, to, you know, get to get to talk to him. Big up, Daktari. Yeah, <laughs> to, to talk to him a couple of times, and he's, he's, he's absolutely cool, um, always spilling gems. And also, he, he's also very connected to, uh, you know, this generation, mm. right? Mm. I, I don't feel like he's a guy who's um, really uh, kind of uh, stuck in the old way of doing things. Mm. He, he's been able to, uh, to be very open about learning new things yeah. and, and uh, ways of conversation and doing things um, in, in this day and age. Yeah. It will always be very hard for yeah. a lot of people. Mm. So that's another one actually on the list. That's Big up on the guy. And yeah. he, he, he was part of a government at some point, yes. yet you so, never felt as if he was a politician. You never felt yeah, that, right? Yeah. And then when, he, when I feel like when he was, uh, was he the PS mm. for ICT? Mm. That's when a lot of things happened. That's when you were able to pull in fiber mm. um, under sea cable. And, and he was also very instrumental in uh, the MPSA journey. Mm. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, so you know that's another guy. Big up. Definitely love. Also because of the fact that he's he's an elder. Yeah. Um. So he's he's like you know kind of our father to be very honest. Yeah. And so he'd also bring in a lot of knowledge around just life itself. Yeah. And how he's managed to get to where he is, um, and then be such a you know an excellent yeah um, all around person. 
Okay. A lot of us look up to. Let's put it out there, Maze. Mm. Uh, yeah, let's put it out there. It will come back to us and these people. Yeah. Sit here. <laughs> next time, we won't just have Karanja next to us. Yeah, yeah. Big up, Karanja. Shout out to our producer, Karanja. Crystalline Media. Check Crystal them out. Yeah. These guys are insane. Like the mu- music they put out out there, check them out on YouTube. Karanja is a multi-award winning. He has a kalasha, right? Yes, he does uh, have a kalasha. Yeah, so it's actually a good start. So one hey, of the things I had a challenge hey. with when I was doing the previous <laughs> podcast was not having a producer. Okay. And you know, that's hard, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm a guy who, I'm a person who, uh, you know, prides in learning a lot of things, technology. Yeah. But editing a podcast was... Something else. Idea, or something else. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, being able to do the whole journey from, you know, booking guests... Um, having the conversation, recording it, editing, putting it out. Yeah. Um, it can be quite tasking. Yeah. Right? Um, and, you know, one of the things Tim Ferriss taught me was about, you know, outsourcing. Yeah. Yeah. For our hey, week. Hey. Um, and, and so, you know, for just, our guy. Yeah. The yeah. For our guy. So, yeah, just being able to utilize that piece of knowledge and say, okay, here's Karanja. Mm. So, like, you know, the fact that you brought in a producer for us to mm. do, mm. Um, you know, this podcast, mm. he's good at it. He's good at it. Um, the first thing I saw when I came into his studio, yeah, I um, into the studio that we'll be doing this in was a Kalasha award. Yeah. Hey, salute, <laughs> <laughs> salute. Yeah, yeah. Hey. And so the, the sound is obviously going to be much better. It's going to be more professional, mm. and, and that way, you know, we'll reach the actual people that we want to reach because Definitely. we want to reach out. Um, I think it's it's also very important for us to mention the the people who we want to benefit from these conversations. Yes. Um, it's maybe the people. Be, uh, you know, our age, mm. um, mostly urban, but you don't even to expand to the rural areas. Yeah. I don't know how we get access to them. Yeah. Um, on what platforms we find them. That's yeah. something as a researcher to figure out. But I think I'd, I'd want to reach out to uh, people our age yeah. um, who are dealing with all kinds of, um, you know, challenges in terms of, you know, their career, their mm. lives, their next steps, mm. uh, you know, settling down marriages, um, going about life. Mm. Because I... And this is where I'm going to be very open. I struggle with a lot of those things, mm. right? Um, a lot of anxiety mm. uh, in this day and age because of, uh, you know, having a family, yeah. work, uh, you know, what's my next, what's my game plan, yeah. right? Um, so um, h- how do we get people, uh, how do we consolidate all this knowledge that will be extremely helpful for, um, you know, our age group? Mm. And by our age group, we mean even guys who are in uni as well. Yeah. They can totally benefit from this by you know listening to these conversations of people who've gone before them um people who um, can actually illustrate that it's not that hard to do it um and, and that's a paradox of life right mm. simple but not easy true yeah uh, true. So, so you know what are the tactics they use the strategies uh, their habits yeah. how do they hone them um how do they free themselves of um, yeah. a lot of their how are they constantly being born how are they constantly being born yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um more or less it's to the person out there who wants to to feel and uh, who wants to grow mm. consciously yeah in more or less all aspects of life mm. and uh, i feel even when you say uh, our peers um no matter where you're from of course we'd like to see the african african youth the african young man young lady definitely rise and 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 grow and glow mm. but no matter where you're from i like that grow and glow hey, hey, <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah more or less consciously growing and becoming better so i'm totally with you on that yeah, totally with yeah, you on that yeah. okay now I, I feel we've gotten into the, uh, the the mood has become more chilled out and more philosophical so maybe we could jump on that mm. and talk about the season that 2020 has been 
like oh where it's gosh. found us and yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> projections going forward. 100%. We cannot finish this first episode without talking about um, all the yeah. bloody things that 2020 has thrown at The us. big C. Yeah, yeah. man. Um, obviously, top of that being Corona. Mm. Um, so at the beginning of this year, actually, we did have, we talked about uh, a bit about having a podcast. Yeah. But we didn't really get to it in, yeah. in terms of, okay, how are we going to execute it? So Corona actually accelerated all this. Um, and then so here we are. So one of the things that, you know, we had a lot of, Everyone, like everyone, had a lot of plans for 2020. Mm. It would be a big year in so many ways for you, for me. <laughs> um, you know, so for me, and you know, they were at a, you know, at a jewel, we were doing all these amazing things and yeah. had a very grand plan of, um, you know, executing through 2020. Mm. Personally, I, I also had a couple of ventures that I was looking at, um, and I was, uh, I was, I was really going all out. Mm. I, I had put in a lot of money, a lot of time, and this was the year that you know all of them are, were going to. Um, Pop. Pop. Yeah. Kuomoka. Yeah, Kuo, hey. <laughs> Indio mwaka ya Kuomoka. Yeah. Hey. Uh, and I'm sure even Karanja, our producer, had a lot of plans for 2020, right? Yeah, a couple um, of more Yeah, hey. yeah. Um, you know, my wife at the same time. You know, a lot of us had all these plans. Yeah. But then, you know, Corona happened, and, and here we are. Um, so, in, in this period, there's been a lot of challenges, especially with a person like me having to work from home, mm. um, with a toddler, um, and, and figure that, all that out with different ventures, and 8 to 5. Um, you know, a lot of things happen, mm. but one of the things that, uh, in, in my pursuit of trying to uh, deal with the whole situation, um, I've dived into a lot of stoicism, um, and that has uh, kind, kind of calmed me down a bit. I mm. understand that there are a lot of things I don't have control over, and I can only control how I react to things, right? So that's been life changing for me. Um, not just the knowledge is always there, but being able now to actually utilize it in such a situation. Yeah. Because you know you have all this knowledge in your head, and, and it's very theoretical until you need to put it into practice, yeah. right? Then um, and, and, and comes you know, in twenty twenty. Comes in twenty twenty, and then you realize, <laughs> okay, all this knowledge that I've been gathering, yeah, it's time to go to work. Mm. But also the, the other thing I've been thinking about is um, a lot of deaths have happened, mm. and, and you can speak about this as well at some point. Mm. Um, uh, we've learned that you know we don't control a lot of things. This is true, right? And and so. One of the things I do not want to do, and there's a lot of literature there about regret. Yeah. But one of the things I do not want to do is minimize my likelihood of regretting, um, you know, as the years go by, mm. right? Um, so I'm learning to be more present at the same time uh, as a father, as a husband, but at the same time also do the things that um, really um, excite me. Yeah. Um, and one of them, I've always been an unconventional uh, geek or a data scientist, right? Mm. A lot of the people in my field are not too outgoing. But uh, actually, we didn't speak about how we met. Yeah, uh, we, that, didn't. we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. Our, yeah. Um, one of the things that really excites me is having conversations with people. I'm very social. Mm. Um, and so I've always wanted to have a podcast, like I mentioned. So I was like, okay, um, I do not want to be here 20, 10 years down the line. And I'm like, man, mm. I, I could have done so many things. so many things with my life, right? Yeah. Um, yet, you know, this is something that we can do every week. Yeah. We can sit down on a Saturday morning, have a conversation with the people we look up to learn from them and put that knowledge out there for Africans to consume yeah. and also help them, hopefully. In a way, so inspire why, them. So inspire them. Why not do it? Mm. Right? And, and, and really, really, and this is very selfish, I do not want to be, Corona told me that I do not want to be here, you know, 10 years down the line, or even next year. Yeah. Where I can do it now. Yeah. And, and you know, a lot could happen. A lot could months, happen. So, um, why not cover up some time for the things yeah, yeah. that are, you know, priorities for me? And this is one of them, Yeah. Um, to be very honest. So when, when you, you say that you, uh, you know, 
you want to do it, mm. why not? Yeah. And, and, you know, that's all. And, and I've ended up doing actually a lot of things in this period because of corona. Mm. It's kind of, I'm, I'm sure it's a weekend, everyone. Exactly. It's, yeah. a, it's a sort of wake-up call. Um, I read somewhere that uh, there are ears that ask questions mm. and there are ears that give the answers. Mm. Uh, so depending on where you're from, you'll decide what sort of ear you'd mm. want this to, to, to become for you. So just to speak a little bit on that is definitely to be cognizant of the fact that uh, the last couple of months, many months, 2020, uh, it's been uh, a, a tough time for the world from the economy mm. to families to loss of people. Mm. I I have lost someone close to me. Mm. Uh, well, not because of Corona, but this is definitely not the time to lose people yeah, close to yeah. you. Um, in regards to in regards to that, well, as an artist, a friend of mine told me you never want to be at a point where you don't create in that perspective. So they told me, don't lose this perspective mm -hmm. of suffering of going through these things in 2020 mm -hmm. because there will be more comfortable times going forward uh, so you don't want to look back and think ah i could have written something i would have created something out there so mm -hmm. 2020 has been definitely a, a blow in the tummy for me mm -hmm. Uh, with all these plans we had with the company, um, for, for those who don't know my background, like we said, uh, we'd met in the performing arts. Yes. Yeah, we yeah. started out in theater, mm -hmm. traveling around the country. Good times, good times. Good times. Well, you were young and... <laughs> we're still young. I mean, we're still I'd, young. I'd like to say that even when we're 16. I, I didn't have a family, so... Yeah, there you That's are. what I mean. Yeah, we met when before you'd gone to campus. Before campus even. Yeah, yeah before yeah. campus. Um, so I don't know, do you want to take a detour slightly yeah. from your philosophical tangent? Yeah. And then we'll get back to it. Okay, so Speak about how we met. So we, we met, um, <laughs> we're doing traveling theater immediately uh, after high school. Yeah. Uh, so I always tell people that, you know, th there are so many options on the table for me mm. when I left high school, like all of us. Mm. You know, we go to do driving CPA, school, driving school, ICDL, <laughs> all those things, right? Yeah. But then I was like, okay, um, I'd seen guys come into a school to perform, uh, and then a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine called Karega, uh, uh, big up, big up, David. Uh, um, I think he's, he's, he's a big PR, he's doing a lot of PR uh, in Ghana. Big up, uh, hey, he's in Ghana? He's in Ghana. Oh, nice. Yeah. Plug, plug, Ghana, maze. I'd like to visit Accra, mm. the only other country in Africa. Well, okay, I won't finish on that, Melissa. Uh, um, so, so Karega, uh, we went to high school together, and so yeah. he invited me for auditions. Mm. So I was like, hey, big up, go your boys. Go your boys, and, and, and and, you know, I went and we'd done a lot of things together with Karega in high school, um, you know, from drama festivals and, and what have mm. you, so, and we were close. Yeah. And so he invited me and that's how the journey began. And, and we ended up in doing uh, plays, theater, traveling uh, theater. Uh, um, and it was some of the best time of my life, yeah. to be honest. I oh, got wow. to explore Kenya, interact with so many different people, especially um, in, in the art, in, in, the, in the performing arts. Yeah. Um, there, there are a lot of characters who teach you a lot of things, yeah. um, who are very memorable. <laughs> yeah, characters uh, and personalities. And personalities especially. Mm. I'm also just that experience of going around the country and um, don't even mention about how much you're being paid for it. Mm. I, I think <laughs> I was not doing, we're not doing it for, my, for the money because yeah. if we are, then uh, yeah. Different even, story. A different story. Uh, but just being able to go around the country, explore the country as well, I feel like it was also a, 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 a sort of tourism. Mm. Because mm. We, we ended up going to parts of the country where you ordinarily you never, never imagine. I didn't know there was a place of a country called Mutindo, Mutito Andoa. Mutito Andoa. Eh. So there's Mutito Andoa. Yeah. And there's Mutito Andoa. Andoa. Yeah. Where the sun is 
coaching. Yeah, court. yeah. You remember that place? Huh? Yeah, and they and they sell, and this was ah, almost more than a dozen years ago, and they'd sell yeah. small Coca Cola bottles, like Coca Cola, yeah. very small bottles. Yeah, yeah. Coca Cola, fifteen bob. Like what the heck? Yeah, this was yeah. before they, they now made a ca- yeah, comeback. Yeah, yeah. And random duck eggs. In the middle of nowhere, like ah, yeah, um, and and then eating in Bakawola. Bakawola. Um, so because of how much we're being paid, we don't afford to have gourmet meals. Yeah, um, tell and, me about and, it. And, and so, <laughs> so we we end up um, whenever we go into any town because we're performing at a school nearby. Yeah, we end up exploring. Yeah, um, they they are back street food. They're, yeah, they are in the Kenyan lingo. They have the bandaskis. Yeah. Um, good and, times. And, good and, times. So we were able to explore the bandaskis <laughs> in different parts of the country from Mali. Yeah. Um, and have water. insane immunity. In, oh my God! Yeah, I, I think we, we, we carried forward the immunity we had in high school. Yeah. Because right now, oh, I yeah. bet you, if you ate that food, mm. I don't know, man. Yeah, it would be a long day. Yeah, a long day. Uh, so, so that's, that's how, how we met. met. Yeah, that's, that's how we met. Mm. Good times. So we ended up doing um, a couple of set books together. Mm. I think st- standout was maybe for Kisimani. Uh-huh. Merchant of Venice. Merchant of Venice as well. In sooth, I know not, not why I'm mean. so sad. Cool. Whose line was that? Uh, the first line, uh, Bassanio. Yeah, Bassanio. Karega. Yeah, Karega. Yeah, Karega. he'd get all the girls. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good times, good times. Big uh, up, Karega. He's not a family man, very inspirational as, as well. Yeah. Um, love him to death. Um, oh, Kifokisimani was outstanding for me. It was. But then I think the highlight of that maybe two years for me was doing um, Shreds of Tenderness. Mm by John Ruganda. Big up, big up, the, the, the wise that, man. Yes, yeah. that, that's probably the, one of the best written texts I've found. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm more attached to it because I've, I've acted it, mm. uh, but I think it's one of I definitely agree. It's yeah. definitely a standout, uh, even in the writing and in the philosophies it, it introduces. And I wouldn't, like, as a playwright, I have to say that for me was also one of the plays that sort of told me this is a sort of writing mm-hmm. I'd like to go into such that I'd have characters go yeah. and philosophize uh, on whatever, whatever, but over very long monologues. Mm-hmm. And in a way, that has become my style. But oh. people don't know this might be the beginning of it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I ended up also doing it. Yeah, I, I remember played, that. Uh, I played Odi. Odi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did Odi. I, I, interesting. I did work and then Odi. Uh, because I, I think o- work was a bad yeah for you yeah Um, oh yeah yeah the way you think the way you think you'd probably more more of an oddy yes yeah Yeah. and the way i talk as well yeah very expressive and so it was very hard for me to get into a work kind of character because work is very composed yeah um and you know this uh, he's more of a patrice lumumba yes exactly Um, wakanda forever yeah yeah, that's the guy i'm I'm not that kind of person it's very hard the amount of work i'd have to do if Mm. i go back to theater for me to fit into such a character Mm. Is 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 enormous. I, I mean, it can more. be done absolutely. Yeah. But then, in in the in the, in the amount of time that we had for rehearsals for, yeah. for those plays, it was just too short for me. Mm. And so I really didn't deliver work yeah. as well as it should have been delivered. Yeah. I don't think I did it justice. Only on the same. On the other hand, though, ah, you went in. I went in. You went that was in. me. Like like that was me. It was in me. Yeah. You know. Um. And and Odi was crazy and nuts. Yes. And, um. Not a care in the world. Yeah. Um. And going from you know a lot of highs and lows. Hey, that was a lot of work. This three hours on stage. Yes, this actually this is three hours on stage with yeah. three characters only. Yeah. Um 
yeah. monologues going on for three to four, five pages. Yeah, yeah. Where were we? Um, well, coming back to 2020, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, but more or less to jump, jump on that, um, uh, work was more of a Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so rest, rest in, in peace, peace, for sure, for Chadwick sure. Had to, had to plug in that. Um, yeah. So coming back to 2020. Life is fleeting, man. Life is fleeting. You have to enjoy every second. Ah, man. That yeah. guy was such an inspiration. Tell you what, one of the things I've learned from yeah. having a kid, and, and this might sound um, quintessentially bullshit yeah but i've learned it I, I think some of these things you hear them yeah but you have to experience them one of the things I've, the main thing i've learned from actually one of the two main things i've learned from having a kid is being present mm. my my kid is absolutely present at any given point in time mm. he's there with you mm. so if you're doing this that's where he is he's enjoying it and he's giving it his all fully there now philosophically as human beings as you grow older you're shaped by both your past experiences as well as looking into the future. Mm. So you're never really, really 100% present. Present. Yeah. Right? And, and, and you can see the kid there. And so I'm like, okay, this is something that we've always tried to do. We, we know theoretically it's the way we're supposed to go about things because you never know what might happen the next second. Yeah. And so just being there with him, it's been another reawakening, another phase of me being born. Yeah. And me experiencing that I need to be present. And this... You know, they say that you teach kids a lot of things, but if you really think about it, kids teach a lot of things, Mm -hmm. a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And one has been absolutely that, Mm -hmm. being present. Mm -hmm. In this conversation, Mato, being able to consciously focus on you. Yeah. When I'm happy, you know, and and this might be some other BS, but I think a lot of the um, challenges in life can be solved by us being present. So if you think about something like an accident, a car accident, right? Yeah. And, and I don't know if there's enough literature on this, but yeah. one of the main things that could cause, one of the main things that I, I firmly believe causes accidents yeah. is people not being present. Not being present, I like right? that, yeah. You, you, you're either texting on your phone, you're yeah. thinking about you know, who, the meeting you're going to. You're looking at the road, but your mind is not there. Yes, exactly, you're yeah. not present. So yeah. think about such things that could be averted by people being present. Mm. And, and that's at that level. Mm. I, I don't want to be too catastrophic about it. Mm. But you know, in our day-to-day lives, we, we, we can enjoy a lot more if we just We're fully present. focus uh, yeah. on, on being present. And I feel the thing we could learn the most from his life and with what you've just said is just taking it all in stride, no matter what sort of news you get, yep, yep. you sort of are there for it, like, Sasa, this is where we are, mm-hmm. let's let's go forward with this, this is how I feel, mm-hmm. this is who I am right now, and I, that was a beautiful life. That was I, a beautiful life. I love it. Um, tell me, did you draw any inspirations from him? From the guy? Yeah. Uh, well, because now I'm seeing all this material about the kind of person he was. He was. And it's all oh about, like, you know, um, one of my favorite characters mm. ever, ever, mm. is Michael B. Because of The Wire. Mm. Hey, right? hey, you sort of feel invested. You I'm, in, saw I'm invested guy. in Wallace. Yeah. Wallace so was the character of The Wire. Um, so I'm invested in Wallace. Right? Yeah. Um, don't even remind me about The Wire. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I read his tribute. I also read Lupita's, Lupita's tribute. Yeah. And a couple of others. And man, there's so much you didn't know about this person. Mm. And... and he was just a phenomenal person. Yes, he um, was. So I don't know if you ever drew any inspiration from him. Well, before, from, his for, from, before his demise, I did notice the kind of roles he chose. Mm-hmm. So I first watched him in 42. And I was like, ah, man, this guy is insane. Mm-hmm. I didn't even keep that face in mind. Mm-hmm. I kept that performance at heart. Mm-hmm. Then to come and realize it's the same guy who played. Honestly, I did not finish. What was the movie? Black Panther. Yeah. Like, I forwarded it, mm-hmm. and the night before we learned that he'd passed on, mm-hmm. I'd thought of watching it. Mm-hmm. So it was on my to-watch list. Mm-hmm. Um, so waking up the next morning to the news, I was like, hey, dude, Kwani, what is going on? Mm-hmm. But all I'll say is, 
no matter what you think about the movie, because we all have our thoughts. Mm-hmm. I do have my thoughts. A lot around, of thoughts. Are saying, hey, a lot of opinions. the particular movie. Uh-huh. But then again, that's a whole other world altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so big up, big up on what those guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Stan Lee also, rest in peace. So anyway, so coming back to this guy, the roles he chose. And I remembered late last year, I, I had the honor to play some of John Seabee's work. Mm-hmm. So John Seabee is a revered playwright, actor, director in Kenya. And you might remember him from who's... Ah, he had one. a show. He had a show, yeah. yeah. The one. Yeah, he had a show on TV. Yeah. A couple of shows, actually. actually a couple of shows, yeah. actually. So he... Uh, well, he put out a play called Kagia, mm-hmm. and uh, a friend of mine played it a couple of years back called Hari Hibale. Mm-hmm. I feel like today we are just uh, looking at the places we've, we've been and realizing the people we've come across. So rest I mean, in peace, Hari Hibale as well. Beautiful performance. And Kagia himself... Mm-hmm. An inspiration. This guy had only gone to class, class eight, mm-hmm. and then he went on to fight in the Second World mm-hmm. War. And when he was in Britain, he realized that uh, just because the guys out there had a different skin color mm-hmm. didn't mean that they were any better than us. So he came back home to sort of push for this. And the story goes on to see him end up in jail with uh, our first president mm-hmm. and five, six others, including, and I learned this very recently mm-hmm. from uh, Jaramogi's book, mm-hmm. um, there was a Reverend Kigondu. Yeah? Oh. Reverend Kigondu. Yeah. And a friend of mine uh, in her <laughs> 60s first asked me That's that question. That's interestingly coincidental. Right? Yeah. yeah. She was like, she came for the play mm. and she was like, did you know Kigondu was in prison with Kagia? I was like, what? What is there another Kigondu? Because I've always wondered. But this is not part of the six at Kapenguria, no? Well, he was also in Kapenguria. So we only know of the politicians. Okay. Yes. I see. So they oh. Reverend Kigondu. And all their stories were like, Yes, you know, because they're not politicians. And exactly, ah. he was the first. He was the first reverend uh, to go into prison because he supported the Mau Mau. He was here for the fight. He was here for the liberation mm-hmm. of the African man. So anyway, uh, yeah. So that was a weird okay. coincidence. So coming back to Kagia, I had the honor of playing this role. Uh, thanks for coming for the show and mm-hmm. everyone else who did. Um, and looking at Chadwick Boseman's life, I started thinking. Maybe I should make it more intentional mm. with the roles I play as an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I don't I don't act as much because well many reasons. But one of the reasons I I, I highly uh, suspect is a lot of directors out there are thinking, "Ay, we can't call Mato anymore." Mm. Not hey, maze, mm. maze atatulipisha. Mm. This, uh, so to the directors okay. listening to this, holla oh. <laughs> 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 your boy. Just yeah. tell me the role and mm. we'll talk about it. But Chadwick made it a part of his career choice to Any be philosophy yeah, yeah choose roles to that he felt inspired his people yeah step away from pro- projects he felt no you're telling a sort of narrative about my kind mm-hmm. and this is not true so that would for me be the biggest thing despite everything else he sort of gave to the world yeah. i feel i i feel choosing consciously choosing mm-hmm. these are the sort of projects I'll mm-hmm. jump onto mm-hmm. because they make my people feel a certain way well was a big part for him and in a way that becomes a big part for him for yeah. me um well I feel like we are we are sort of getting closer to the end of this than the first episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we could stay here and talk about a lot of things a lot of a lot things, things. We'll go on and on for um, <laughs> for a while for a while so well for me to just wrap up on the 2020 is 
Well, it's made us all sit and uh, think, sit and appreciate, think and listen, mm -hmm. and maybe think and do a little more loving. Yeah. So I've seen a boom in the number of productions that have been put out by Kenyan filmmakers. Mm -hmm. So, well, my gig as a theater guy has sort of been shut down. Mm -hmm. Well, the rest of the world too. As an events guy, that has been shut down as well. As uh, I teach speech and mm -hmm. performance as well, that has been shut down as well. But as a filmmaker, we are yet to get monies from what we do, or at least enough monies to do things. But I feel as a practitioner in the film world, mm -hmm. uh, it's been a good season for us. Yeah. Guys, even with masks, even with fewer guys on set, have put out lots of productions. So two of my projects came out. One was Gatara Shaine, mm -hmm. which is close to a lot of the projects I'd like to do in the future, stories that are authentically ours. Mm -hmm. And I'm not out here trying to make people learn a lesson. I'm just out here trying to tell stories mm -hmm. that in a way, if it inspires you, good for you. Yeah. If it makes you yeah. laugh, good yeah. for you. Yeah. Uh, and I feel a lot of uh, Kenyan filmmakers have been doing more of that. Having We have more productions where people are speaking Luo, people are speaking Kikuyu, people are speaking uh, Sheng, and this is true and closer to home, yeah. which is beautiful. So 2020 has been, despite everything, especially when you look at it economically, economically it's, yeah, been, yeah. it's been a tough one, but as a human being, it's been a special season. It's been one full of heart, but H-U-R-T comes with a lot of H-E-A-R-T, you know? Yeah. And we grow and we are busy being born. So, yeah, yeah. you know? Choose, I mean, same for me. Um, it's been challenging work twice as well. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of companies are not spending on, you know, they're cutting down their budgets mm. on, the, on the kind of the kinds of services that we provide as a company. Uh, personally as well, all my projects have um, kind of stalled for a bit. Mm. Um, but it's also a time, it's been a season, like you said, to sit and think mm. um, and, and maybe, as we call it, pivot to something else. True story. Um, and, and most importantly, you know, from a technology point of view, um, remember why we're doing what we do, mm. which is solving people, mm. people's problems. Uh, but at the same time also, um, I, I think it's, it's a time for all of us, irrespective of the industry you're in, um, to just sit back and get some more perspective mm. about what life really should be about. Yeah. And there's the human been, experience. Yes. Um, there's never been a better time for us to have a conversation such as this. Yeah. Um, and you know, there, there's no one way of doing life. Uh, but I think um, if, if you do um, a statistical analysis of it, you'd find out that there, there may be a couple of things that are, you know, if you look at all the people who, uh, you know, looking from people who've been successful across a different, uh, a wide array of industries, yeah, not even industries like you know disciplines. Mm. If you look at the maybe the Dalai Lama and someone in the Silicon Valley and yeah. someone in Kenya who's been successful and someone in whatever part of the world, yeah, there are a lot of things they have in common. So what are those things? Yeah, um, you definitely find them. Right? Yeah, and so how do we kind of tease them out, um, and especially in the context of Africa? Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, pretty much just help um, people at our level, uh, you know, find meaning in life. Grow, really, really. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, constantly remain being born. Absolutely. Uh, Say it from through our African eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big up Jeff Koinange. Jeff Koinange, through African eyes, yeah. Um, yeah. So as we wind up, um, this is the last section, so uh, 
you know, what's one quote that you want to remember? Yeah, so that that will actually be a thing. We hope it will be a thing it where... Will be a thing. You have to be deliberate about those things. Sour, sour. So deliberately, yes. it will be a thing. Deliberately making this a thing. Mm. At the end of every episode, we'll be sharing a quote and hopefully the one who will uh, also be with us in studio will also be sharing a quote or something at least to, to a gem drop to mm. sort of close with. So for me, I'd say... Uh, I'll quote uh, uh, Maslow. Uh, we are checking out our phones right now. So here we are. Aya, I love this. I came across this uh, this past week thanks to you mm-hmm. uh, because today is a year later, the day I'm returning your book. Ah, and, uh, Tools of Titans by Titans, Tim Ferriss. Yes, yeah. Tim Ferriss. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are simultaneously gods and worms. Ponder on that. We are simultaneously mm-hmm. gods and warms Abraham Maslow. Great. Um, I have one here. Um, obviously, because of the, the whole um, season we're in and, and uh, getting into a lot of meditation and trying to calm myself down and uh, deal with all the anxiety, mm. yeah, stoicism has been extremely helpful to me. Um, and, and obviously, you know, you look at Marcus Aurelius and um, Seneca and all that. Um, so it's only right that... Uh, you know, I, I, I share a quote from one of them, which is um, what Marcus Aurelius uh, spoke about, but he also got it from a guy called Democritus. Mm-hmm. Um, and says that life is only perception. Eh. Eh. Okay. Yeah. So. But then it ties into a modern day philosopher that I really, really uh, revere and look up to. His name is Naval Ravinkat. So yeah. He's the founder of a company called Angelist. Yeah. He's one of them. Biggest angel That's investor. also a podcast. Check out Naval. Yeah, check out Naval. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially if you... Actually, not just technology, but just about life mm. and how to go about life. Business. Uh, life. Business and, Everything. And, and business. So I look up to him because of the, the kind of business I'm in, but mm. also generally about life. And he says something that is maybe slightly related to that, um, which is your worldview is your world. Hey, I like that. Yeah, so... Shout out to Naval. Hey, I like that. I like that. Afosa. Uh, so ladies and gems... Asante Nisana, the gems. Uh, of course, you know who we've, uh, if you listen to a lot of podcasts, you know where that is from. Yeah. So Tim Ferriss has been a big inspiration for this. No, we, I, I like a to tell my big wife, I'm in the church of Tim Ferriss as well. <laughs> I, 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 I go a lot of, to a lot of churches, the yeah. church of Tim Ferriss, um, the church of a guy called Peter Atia for performance and health matters. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so many others. Yeah. So he's been a solid shared inspiration for the two of us for sure for yeah. sure and uh, going forward we'll do a lot of that we'll look at things that we have in common uh, we'll also look at things that we might have experienced differently as much as we experienced these things at the same time we'll uh, interview guests like we said on different things but we are out here to just inspire and share and also in a way grow and learn as we are doing this yeah, as well 100 yeah i mean um we might get some guests who we hope to tease out all those insights from mm. but then they also end up you know being very um, you know great stories yeah you know what i mean yes um, so, um, we are here for the stories we, as we are well here for the stories. ah yeah there was a section i was uh, I, I sort of was excited about mm. where we would be uh, akaranja should make that for us mm. like uh, you did what <laughs> kind of sound cue <laughs> so every time someone says something insane yeah we'd, we'd play it mm. uh, so i lived in the himalayas for 10 days you did what yeah, something like yeah, that so yeah. we'll play around things yeah. so today was just to fill out what this i got be lost about. in the Everdeers for 
whole night. You did what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so things like that. So stick with us if you've listened this uh, to this for the first time. Ama, you've gone on to discover something we did many years later. Then you've come back to this first episode. Please journey with us. Please be inspired. But whatever you feel, just remember if you're constantly not being born. If you're not busy being born, then you're probably busy. busy. Yeah, that is actually the quote. Yeah, that's the quote. That's the quote. Yeah. But we don't want to be as morbid. Yeah, that's the <laughs> Bob Dylan quote. quote. So we'd rather make it more busy not living. So remember, if you're not busy being born, then you're probably busy, busy not living. living. Peace out. I've been your boy, Kigondo Wanjiro. Are you? Oh yeah, Mato. There Mato, you are. Boy. See you guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Do look out for more from us. For now, Kwaheri. <laughs>